What is the way to true peace? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Dr. Greg Veeman, who was on our previous show, who was a successful doctor, but couldn't find peace in his life. You know, sometimes we can try to find peace in the jobs that we have, in the things that we do, our hobbies, or even in certain people. But mm-hmm. when people let us down or we get fired, Those things become nightmares, not peacemakers. It's very difficult to have peace when we're trying to find it in people or things. Yeah, and then sometimes people will look for peace in spiritual things. Mm -hmm. They'll start looking at self-help books, maybe, you know, meditation, and trying to change or alter their mind to be able to get a state of peace. Mm -hmm. However, how is peace truly attained? Is that something you just imagine or think up? Or is it something real and tangible? Mm-hmm. The Bible says in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And this is Jesus saying that. He's saying that he can actually give us peace. Like it's something tangible that we can receive from him. And when I came to know Jesus Christ as my Savior, I tell you what, when I asked him for that peace... I got it liberally. My Mm -hmm. gosh, it was the thing I've been looking for my entire life. Yes, Jesus set me free from anxiety and panic attacks. He was the only one that gave me peace. And there's a saying, no God, no peace, but knowing God, you will know peace. Let's hear from Dr. Greg Veeman after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Dr. Greg Veeman, and he was sharing with us on our previous show that he was an arrogant atheist who had everything, but deep down he felt hopeless. No matter what he did, it just never felt like it was enough. And he had some Christian neighbors who seemed to oust him out when his children wanted to play with him. They didn't want any part of this non-Christian society. So let's hear more from him. (laughs) Dr. Greg, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Yes. So this emptiness you already were struggling with, 36, you had the money, you had the big house, you had the beautiful wife and kids, still feeling empty. But then you hear something that's really irritating and you already struggled with anger issues. Here you hear that your two and four-year-old cannot play with the neighbor kids because they're not Christians. So you went and got a Bible. Tell me what you started to do once you got that in hand. Well, what first happened was I realized I couldn't have a Bible because I didn't want to be seen reading a Bible. So, you know, I, I, I had to go back to the Christian bookstore and I wore a disguise both times, by the way. I didn't want to be seen in there. And I got a PC version for my computer because I didn't want to be seen reading the Bible. No one was reading the Bible that I ever saw. So I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. Mm. So I started with the New Testament, and what got my attention you know, right away was the fact that Jesus was claiming to be God. I had never heard that before. People had said he's a nice man or you need to go to church, but I never really heard about anything with that. And that really got my attention because he was claiming to be like the God man, 100% God, 100% man. 
Hmm. and that he was coming to pay the price for not only my sins, but the whole world. And I'm like, whoa, that's really heavy. I mean, I didn't have a problem realizing if there was a God that I had sinned. I had stolen, done bad things. You know, I was okay with that. So I'm like, wow, I need to take this seriously, because if this really happened, then I want to know about it. And so I began to examine what is the evidence that it's really true, not just is the story that the Christians are saying true. I want to know if it was really historically true today. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So from there, as you are an educated man, a doctor who really conquered a lot of things in your life at such a young age, you take on this evidence-based type research. What did you do next to find out if this in fact is true or if it's just some fairy tale? Well, the first thing I looked at was what's the historical reliability of the Bible itself? How can I trust what it says? Mm. I was blown away to find out that it's more historically accurate and reliable than any other ancient book that we have in any subject of history, Rome, whatever it is. That blew me away to find out that. So then I'm like, wow, that's kind of odd. Why would the Bible that everyone says you can't trust have more evidence for its reliability than anything else? And then from there, I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, it all boils down to the resurrection. Yeah. If he was raised from the dead, like they claim he's God, there's hope, there's heaven. Hey, this is a great thing. I wanted it because it answered all my problems. I mean, it's answering why I'm not at peace, you know, why I don't have hope. It's telling me I've got the power to help you change. So I wanted it, but I'm like, nah, I'm not buying it. I want to know the evidence. It all came down to the resurrection. And what did you get from studying that out? And how did you believe that this could be true? Well, I was shocked in that the evidence for the resurrection was overwhelming. I mean, I could not come up with any other explanation of the evidence. And I went very academic with it, which I won't go into here. But I looked at all the facts. What are the facts we have from history about this inside and outside the Bible? And the evidence was overwhelming. And I challenged people to look at the evidence for themselves, because at the end of the day, there isn't any other explanation that explains all of the evidence. Wow, that's so true and so good. I think a lot of people don't take time to really find the evidence for that. And after you found that evidence, did you say, well, God, if you're real, or how did you transition to being somebody who's atheist to maybe skeptical agnostic to, I want this Jesus? Well, I thought it was all intellectual. Once I realized, okay, it happened, I can believe it. I thought that you intellectually believe God sees that. He marks you, and then when you die, you go to heaven, and that's it. I mean, that's all I thought it was. Mm. So I didn't know there was more to it until one night when I was doing my studying and everything, I really became convicted of all the terrible things I had done in my life, and all that misery I'd had from desiring to change kind of culminated in an event where I'm crying out to God, asking Him to forgive me and change me and to come into my life. No, I didn't know what I was doing. It's just something that happened. Wow. And it was the next day when I woke up that kind of the real story began. Wow. I woke up and I had peace. I'd never had peace in my life before, peace for no reason at all. I was someone who was very hyper and always, you know, on the go, and I felt peace. I felt love for people I didn't like. The curse words that I used to use as nouns, verbs, and adjectives were just deleted from my vocabulary. They did not come out of my mouth, and I had a new ability to 
stop or suppress the impulses that I had that I didn't like. You know, maybe it was an outburst of anger or yelling at my kids when I shouldn't. There was something different about me where I could say, no, I'm not doing that and block it. And I didn't know what it was. Wow. wow. I knew it was amazing. good, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I felt so at peace. I checked my medicines to see if my antihistamine for allergies was switched out for Valium. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, it's amazing because you found a new sense of power is what it sounds. A new sense of being able to change yourself, but him changing you, of course. But I didn't know what it was. Right. Yeah. And as you continue to walk in this new change and this new power, how did you discover what it was? And maybe there are people listening who are like, okay, well, what did he have? And wasn't it just a simple prayer? But it was so much more. Can you tell us what that was? Well, I began to wake up afraid that it would go away, whatever it was. <laughs> but I went back into the Bible and what I discovered blew me away is that Christianity isn't something you believe but it's something that you become. In mm. other words, when you call on God to forgive you based upon what Jesus did, he changes the very nature of your existence. And the way he does it is he comes and lives inside of you, mm. which absolutely blew me away. You know, I go from there's no God, no one talking about him, to now he's living inside of me <laughs> and he's giving me the power to change. Amen. It's not me. It's like he's integrated himself within my existence to be able to guide me and give me power. And I was just dumbfounded. Wow. That's awesome. Well, how many years has it been since you made that decision? And how have things changed maybe with your neighbors? You didn't go tell them off or anything, I guess. Uh, <laughs> maybe you became friends. I don't know. It's been 15 years. Wow. And I would say that I'm a work in progress, but everything has changed. My marriage, my kids, the way I treat others, the way I think about things, how I handle things. And it's far from perfect, but it's much better than it used to be. Yeah. And I don't rely upon things or situations to give me my sense of peace anymore. Because what I realized, I wasn't missing something. I was missing someone. Oh, wow. That's, that's powerful. Good. And if there's an atheist listening right now, who's like, yeah, 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 I've heard it all. Or Christians are, you know, rude and I don't want to deal with <laughs> them. What would you say to someone right now who's maybe disenfranchised, angry, or just doesn't believe? Don't let people like that keep you away. You ask God yourself if you're real. You examine the evidence for yourself. Mm. Because if you look at people doing that, you'll never believe. Mm. Wow, that's so good and so true. Well, Dr. Greg, you are a blessing to us. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your powerful journey. We're going to pray for those who need to look to God and not people and do their own research. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I really want to just resound that advice because it was really good advice, which is simple. I'm going to give you a short story. If there's someone who ate at a really good restaurant, but that person did something wrong to you, would you be like, I'm not going to eat at that restaurant that they were talking about? Uh-uh. You wouldn't be like that. You would still be like, okay, I wonder if that restaurant's pretty good. <laughs> so the truth is, don't let the people stop you. You need to know yourself. Someone who's listening, you're saying, I know that I'm missing something. But as you just heard, you're just missing someone. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that whoever receives him, he'll make his home with you. That Jesus and God the Father will come and live with you and make a home with you. And he's the Prince of Peace yes. and will give you so much peace in your life. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, we take a moment right now with all of our listeners saying, we want to know that if you're real, come into our lives. Mm -hmm. We receive you. We believe in you. Mm -hmm. And we invite you to come and live in us. Yes. 
We want to know that peace. We want to know our purpose. Mm -hmm. We want to know your plan so that we can be fulfilled as in heaven, as on earth. Mm -hmm. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.